As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me on another Around the Bible podcast. Uh, This morning I'm joined with Kyle McDaniel from East Frankfurt Baptist Church. Thanks for joining me, Kyle. Thanks for having me again. uh, I enjoyed it the first time. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, so uh, Kyle's been back-to-back guest here. Uh, Coronavirus kind of set my podcast schedule a little bit bit off. Only your podcast schedule? (laughs) Yeah, so... It's not every day I get asked back to something. Yeah. there you it's, go. It's like my wife's the only one to ask me back, you know, so, so now I can add a second thing to it. There you go, there you go. So today, what I figured, I've been wanting to do a podcast on um, something in relation to government for a little bit here, and basically what I've, what I've said this podcast is going to be is, we're just going to discuss what does the Bible say the primary role of government is. Uh, I think that uh, that's kind of going to be our main you know, the meat of our discussion hopefully is here's the primary role of government. Here's where we step out of those bounds, all that kind of stuff. So, but uh, just some preliminary questions that I think maybe people need to understand if they're listening to this podcast is, uh, so I'll start off with just question number one that I have is, do you see the government and the church having, having different spheres or realms or being in separate spheres or realms? Yes. Um, yeah, there's a couple of things to state there. If we look at it from a theological perspective, just to take a step back, um, Christians have developed this better than probably anyone. Uh, historically, um, the government was the nation, essentially. So mm-hmm. if, if you separated yourself from the king, that was treasonous. Yeah. Um, Christians have really developed... Um, the very fact that we're talking about it is a Christian idea, essentially. Yeah. Not exclusive, but essentially. So like Augustine's City of God, as, as Rome was burning, you know, and, and the Visigoths and everyone else was taken over, and you're entering what we call, unfortunately, the Dark Ages. That's a bad term. Um, he wrote The City of God. He, he, most, he, he basically argued there's, there's uh, Christians are citizens of two cities. There's the City mm-hmm. of God, which is an eternal city, mm-hmm. and the City of Man, which is not eternal. Um, and it was a, a basic framework that, that allowed him to show that God is sovereign over both, um, and so he, he's, he's not unaware that Rome was collapsing. Um, at the same time, um, th- we Christians have to do, in some sense, think like that. Our ultimate citizenship is in heaven, as Paul in Philippians, yeah. um, but we, we have responsibilities here. I guess developed later by Martin Luther and his two kingdoms thought. It's not essentially the same thing. It was very close. I mean, Luther was an Augustinian monk. Um, and, um, and it's important because beyond issues of separation of state and church, which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about, um, 
But think about, let's say, someone on the right who they take the terms God and country and they merge it and it becomes God and country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you don't separate those two. If you hate God, you hate America. If you hate America, you hate God. And, and I'm not sure that's what we have in Christianity. Yeah. Uh, a Christian should be able to say, my loyalty ultimately lies um, to, to my Savior, and, but I have, a, I have a very important responsibility to my state, to, mm-hmm. to the state. Um, and both the left and the right have, have made a mistake with that. The left worships the state. Because uh, that, that's, we'll get to that. That's that's their church. The right kind of does the same thing, mm-hmm. you know. So so the right will treat the left as unpatriotic, and the left will treat the right as immoral. Uh, but yeah, the, the Bible does speak of um, separation of, of of state and church. When when Jesus is asked about paying taxes, mm-hmm. um, his his answer could have been, "You pay." This percent taxes to Caesar, and his taxes are too high, yeah. so only pay this much, and be sure to pay your tithe to the church. Yeah, he actually goes a little deeper than that. He's that which has the image of Caesar on it, give it back to him, it's his. Mm-hmm. But then the follow up question that wasn't asked was, and this is Robbie Zacharias always brings this up, really helpful. Um, what bears the image of God? Exactly, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, you have responsibilities to the state, uh. But the state doesn't have ultimate control mm. over you. God does. Yeah. Um, and uh, you were bought at a price, Paul will say. Yeah. So yeah, there is a separation, uh, but there's responsibility to both. And, and I would add that because your citizenship in heaven is your primary citizenship, your loyalty there informs how you live in, in the yes, other. Yes, for sure. So, um, so if, if your king tells you how to treat the king, then you better treat the little king the way the big king tells you, mm-hmm. or your neighbor, your friends, yeah. or whatever. So first, yeah, I think that's First Timothy chapter two. Yeah, where he says, you know, you pray for your governmental yeah. leaders. Like this is the what you should do. Yeah, so. Jeremiah twenty nine is yeah, it's perfect chapter. You, you yes. go in there, so you're going Jeremiah twenty nine seven. I think yeah, what, yeah, yeah. You're you're gonna go. Uh, unfortunately, we focus on as a verse nineteen. I know the thoughts yeah. or plans I have for you, and we boy, we take that out of context. You know? Yeah, 11, 20, 11. Every graduation, it's yeah. it's that verse. Yeah. We miss what he what he what, says yeah. around it. The whole point is, you guys are going to go serve under someone who just murdered your wife and kids. I mean, it's Psalm Psalm is it one thirty seven? Bash the baby's heads up against the rocks. That's there because it's what the Babylonians did. Yeah, they, they threw them off the wall or. or crushed their skull. Yeah. I mean, it's just awful. Yeah. You're now going to go serve under that king. Yeah. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're going to build homes, you're going to marry wives, you're going to have kids, and you're going to pray for that king. That You're going to, you're going to pray for the goodness of this kingdom yes. that you're living in. Yes. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's what we want. You you may you may not have voted for the guy. And yeah. none of the Jews voted for <laughs> yeah. Nebuchadnezzar. You know? yeah. They were hoping for a different outcome on that election day. Um, but you still have a responsibility there. So, so you're... Your your spiritual uh, citizenship affects you the the national citizenship yes. you have. Yeah. So there's a difference, and it's like a lot of things theology. There's a separation, but you can't separate them. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, so that's a more of a nuance, and I think we get in a lot of a lot of circles. Yeah. And I and we were talking about this earlier. I, I go to John 18 like a little bit. Jesus is standing before Pilate, and Pilate says. You know, you're the king. Are you the king of the Jews? And and Jesus eventually he says, "My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting 
mm-hmm. that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not of this world. Yeah. So there is, a, in some sense, a separation of the kingdom of God mm-hmm. from the kingdom of this world. Yeah. Uh, that I, that whole idea, and I think Christians do a really bad, you know, many Christians do a really bad job of confusing those two realms mm-hmm. and trying to merge them completely, and you can't do that. Um, and there is overlap. There's definitely overlap. Yeah, for but sure. but it's 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 they're not one and the same. That exactly. would be a, a theocracy sort of approach, or a theocracy by means of monarchy. So mm-hmm. like with King David and all of them, or or even the history of Europe with the, the monarchs, where yeah. the Pope would crown the king. That was a very symbolic act. Um, so so we should be able. Not everyone should practice the Lord's Supper the way we do. Some people aren't going to practice it at all, mm-hmm. right? And that's okay. Yeah. Now, I wish everyone did. I'm a proud Southern Baptist. I wish everyone was a proud Southern Baptist for the same reason I am. Most people aren't going to be. Yeah. Um, well, that's 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 in a separate realm. But where they do meet is how I approach issues like poverty, race, life, the value of life uh, at the beginning, the middle, and the end. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those issues. Well, there is overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I do want a more just society, so we care about issues of justice. Yeah. Um, um, so, so there is a lot of overlap there. So when we speak of separation of state and church, and I, I, I put it in that order because when you say separation of church and state, it now has been interpreted as the church stays out. Yeah, that's not what it's originally. The state stays, stays out. out of the church. Yeah. Yes. So, so you have to have that prophetic voice, and and it's a separation. So, so when I go into the public square, my goal isn't to convince people um, that uh, Democrat religion is best. So that's very bad of me. Um, uh, but I will go into a public square and try to convince everyone that justice, and, and to clarify what justice is from a biblical perspective, is something that we, we should yeah. discuss. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same way. John the Baptist is a perfect example mm-hmm. of this. Um. John the Baptist followed, he was underneath the leadership of, of Herod, yeah. but also looked at Herod and said, what you're doing is sinful, mm-hmm. and he's ultimately beheaded for that. Yeah, That is similar to what we should be doing. Yeah, so Herod is not the Lord over John the Baptist, but Herod is the Lord over John the Baptist. Yes. So, so, so John the Baptist, isn't, he knows what's going to happen to him. He's not afraid of him. Yeah. Uh, and that that is a long Christian heritage, people yeah. like John Knox and others. You, you mentioned the, 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 the John... Uh, Passage with Jesus and Pilate. In that same passage, he he says, "Look, if God didn't put you in the position, you wouldn't be having this conversation." Yeah. And so, yeah, Jesus could have yeah. had all of his followers to come set him free, but he doesn't. So Jesus, in submitting to Pilate, understands Pilate is not ultimate. Yeah. Jesus is there not because Pilate has him there, because God wants him to yeah. be there. Yeah. And and there's and when you see that in the Bible, and the Bible's full of, we need to allow the tension of the Bible to swing there. So when it comes to something like separation of state and church, I don't always have the answers. There's a tension there. You know, praying it before a secular football game, a high school football game. Okay. Um, I don't always have the answers as to what exactly that should look like and that there's separation, yet there isn't separation. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of on the individualistic side of how to engage the culture, there's there's a separation, but then there's also engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that helpful. That's why I find Augustine and Luther really helpful. Yeah. Is there is a dual citizenship, but one of those is your primary citizenship. Yeah. We just got through preaching through Daniel. Daniel's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to understand the nuance of yeah. this whole thing, read the book of Daniel mm-hmm. and see how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 
and Daniel both work underneath Nebuchadnezzar and the other government. Daniel works underneath other government leaders as well later on from the Persians. But just look at how mm-hmm. Daniel operates in this realm being a citizen of heaven, yeah. a citizen of the kingdom of God, and then a citizen, citizen of Babylon. And they don't compromise their integrity yeah. or faith or any of that. It's, perfect. it's a perfect um, story. And, and they yeah. fulfill Jeremiah 29. Yeah. Go and, and, and be men of God, uh, but go in and make a life in this this yeah. fallen culture. Absolutely. I think it's perfect. Yeah. I think it's perfect. Yeah. So second question is a lot of people, we advocate for, you know, as as an American, we advocate for a certain type of government. Mm-hmm. But would we say the Bible advocates for a certain type of government? I don't know what your answer to that would be. Yeah, I, I would say the word advocate is, is an interesting word there. It's, it's the right word, but it's an interesting word there. On, on, on the one sense, the Bible does. It's called theocracy. Yeah. Um, the problem with theocracy is it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard a pastor say, the only time theocracy is going to work is when God sets it up instead of a man trying to set it up. Yeah, yeah. And you think about what Jesus is doing with the kingdom of God language. And yeah. It's what God crucified. Yeah. He's setting up a theocracy. Yeah. Now, it's it's not a strict theocracy in the in the civic sense, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's what it is. And, and, and it's applied that if you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, um, Romans 13 is, you don't have anything to worry about from mm-hmm. government. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're going to pay your taxes. You're going to love your neighbor. Uh, that was Justin Martyr's argument in the third century when he wrote the Caesar. Why are you trying to kill us? We pay taxes, and we tell each other to pay taxes. Yeah. And and we don't kill each other. Yeah. Right? Leave us alone. Yeah. Um, but but it, the whole point of the Mosaic Law was that's theocracy. Mm-hmm. Um, that if if so, the Book of Judges, the idea from Joshua, Judges, and Ruth is is under the the, the law of God, you should be able to function, um, and the problem with that is when you forget about God, you're, one of two things is going to happen. One is you get the secular libertarianism of the Book of Judges. Everyone does it right in their own eyes. Yeah. We, 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 call that, want. we call that modern America. Yeah. The other problem is you get tyranny um, in that one person will come and say, God says this. Yeah. And and it's, it's what they're wanting people to do. And that's really what you get in a lot of um, Islamic nations today. Uh, in the name of theocracy, you're really getting tyranny. Yeah. Um, and you get that under the kings in Israel. Mm-hmm. And Samuel Absolutely. warns them. So here you have a judge, Samuel, who condemns the past several generations. But he's warning them that you're, you're going to exchange one extreme of theocracy for another. You want a king, and, and I think in, what is it, First Samuel chapter 8, he's like, this king's going to take your sons and your daughters mm-hmm. and make them slaves, essentially. Yeah. To them, yeah, I'm preaching through First Samuel yeah. now. I'm the biography of David, and the first king starts out well, yeah, you know, which is the way it usually happens. And it isn't long. I just preached where he hurls the uh, spear not at David, but at his own son Jonathan, yeah. yeah, and he equates David, who who he thinks is a traitor, uh, with his son. That to him, they're both the same. He's so blinded by rage, yeah. But you give one person that sort of absolute power, yeah. it would be corrupted. Absolutely. So, so on the first, I would say yes, there is. Yeah, the, it'd be theocracy. God is king. So, so First Samuel eight, they're not they're not betraying you. They're 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 betraying me. But the truth is, the Bible recognizes theocracy is isn't functional. Yeah. And I would say that no government system uh, is not functional. Now, don't don't 
someone may hear that and just think, it's God's own murk. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying on the one end, every form of government can work. Mm-hmm. Mon- uh, monarchy can work. You have a righteous king and a righteous people to work. Socialism can work. If you have righteous people who freely give up, sounds like Acts 2. Acts 2 is not communism. Yeah. But if everyone in a entire community would share resources and love people, Problem is we're all sinful. Yes, right? yes. So, you know, democracy, okay, so so let's take power out of a king, give it to the people. Well, the problem is there's still power there. And so once people figure out that you can force the government to give you free health care and student loans, um, then 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 it will just collapse. Um, so so the, what the founding fathers actually did, I think is quite shrewd, was they said if the problem is power, and the problem with power is not power in of itself it's it's what we do with it we 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 are fallen human creatures so let's get rid of the power so you have to have a limited government um uh that has to weave through check and balances Mm -hmm. so we have a complicated government where the idea is that nothing will ever get done right that that is purposeful yeah uh so you have to get approval from house the senate the executive back to the house and the senate yeah if their bills are different they have to reconcile and you got the judicial branch over here saying yay nay you know, kick it back down to this complicated judicial system as purposeful. But it's a republic, so the people have influence, but they don't have ultimate power. And the people elected have influence, don't have ultimate power, because they have to go back to the people. Yeah. And so that was the idea, and, and it works. But then under that system was a common understanding of Christianity. That doesn't mean everyone was Christian, and they weren't. But the understanding of basic Christian morals is mm-hmm. there. Yeah. That uh, Judeo-Christian values. Are there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the a man's property is his castle. Yeah. Um, that matters, and so you're going to want to defend it. You're going to want to live the life you want to live with with limited intrusion from government. Because once the government passes a law, it mm-hmm. gets involved. And it gains in influence and power. We're in a room now where that is, I think we talked about this last time, everything within it is governed by, by the state. Um, and and a lot of that is good, right? When I go eat meat, I want to make sure it's not yeah. bad. Um, but let's be honest, a lot of the stuff that we have regulator should be unnecessary. But when a country gives up, you know, restraint, self-restraint, then you have to empower the government to do that. So, so that's a long way to, to, to say... Yes, there is theocracy in the Bible, but we live in a fallen world that we don't listen to God. Yeah, and so every form of government, there's good and bad with all of them. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, we are stuck in a situation now where we're erring on the side of democracy as opposed to republic more, and we've discovered you can get yourself a lot of free stuff. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I want free health care uh, because we we can't really afford ours. But I, I just preached on the table of uh, nations Genesis ten. I mean, it's something we don't ever preach on or look at. The whole point is, is that Ham's decisions affected four or five generations down the road. Democracy fails to see that. Yeah. So yeah, get your get your free student loan bill. But where's it Where's it coming from? We're at twenty five trillion dollar yeah. deficit. Yeah. Someone's going to pay for that. Yeah. Um, when government takes money out of say Social Security or the pensions, so that's yeah. a, both a state problem and a federal problem. What did the government just do? Government, then the politicians run it. They want to be reelected. They don't care about the next guy. That's that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's one of my biggest problems with. I mean, we're getting off the biblical topic a little mm-hmm. bit to to our country, but we need somebody to be fiscally responsible, sure, and conservative. Yeah, and we don't have anybody doing that right now. You won't. You know, the history of America 
so you take like the first real libertarian president we have is Thomas Jefferson. Um, they were all small government in one sense, but there were, the, the debate over big and small government has been from the beginning. Just look at George Washington's cabinet. All they did was fight over this. Should we empower the, 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 the federal head or not? And all this. Well, Jefferson signed the uh, uh, Louisiana Purchase. It was unconstitutional what he did. But he was open to say, I'm probably not allowed to do this, but this is a really good deal. And he was right. And it's though spending goes up under Jefferson. He ran for president, which kind of, you don't really run for president back then, but he became president because he thought Adams was stomping on the Constitution and, and was growing the government. Well, Jefferson grew the government. You know, Reagan, the deficit, he's, he's one of the most small government guys of the last 50 years by far. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Deficit grew under him. Mm-hmm. And it grew because he increased the uh, military budget. Yeah. That's why he's cutting this stuff. He's increasing that. Yeah. Um, we have not had many libertarian guys. And most of them, when it's you making all the decisions, it's easy to say, look, I've only got 48 years um, I've got to make the most of it while I can. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take long before it just, just gets out of, out of hand. Yeah. I mean, you look from, from W all the way up to, to Trump. Uh, it's funny how when Republicans for the Tea Party were very, we've got to cut spending, they get in power, and no one's saying that anymore. Yeah, still spend. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get, let's get back yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, so, so I think what you're saying... The Bible tells us to live under various types of government mm-hmm. and to live under them in glory of God, mm-hmm. in service of God. This is Romans 13, verse 1. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is Romans 13, verse 1. Like, I just want to read this for people. Uh, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Yeah. That's this what... is the whole idea. Yeah. Of of how Christians should live under government. We live under government because we believe God, whether through the free will decisions of human beings like us but making a vote or through whatever it may be, that God has given the authority to whatever government mm-hmm. you are under. Yeah, that's, that's the point. Whatever it may be. Yeah, so Rome had just 
in, in two generations really before this, or I guess one generation before this, if Romans 13, had gone from a republic to an empire. Mm-hmm. And just like that, Julius Caesar shows up, yeah. and he pretends to be a republic. He's trying to save the republic, but he's not going to give up the power that yeah. you got it. Um, and Paul writes this, whether it's a republic or an empire, whether it's a monarchy or a democracy or an oligarchy, anarchy, whatever it is, Christians should be able to function just fine. That doesn't mean that we're not going to be persecuted or whatever, or we shouldn't advocate for certain things. Yeah. But the gospel isn't limited by the style of government. Exactly. That's different from other religions. Yeah. Think about Islam. Yeah. Wherever it, Islam is a culture as much as religion. It's a language. It's a dress. And it's a force. It's a governmental force, type of force. Yeah. Yeah. You don't serve, we kill. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, or, particularly, know, some can be that Particularly some the more extreme yeah. ones. Yeah. So, so your, your, your loyalty to the state is your loyalty to your God. Right? That is not a Christian idea. Um, so the Christian would speak prophetically to to the state because of their loyalty to God. You can't do that in Islam um, because the two are the same. There is no separation. Um, I mean, Muhammad ran things, yeah. and the people that followed him ran things. That's not the case with Christianity. So, well, I mean, think about the term ISIS, Islamic, Islamic state, state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, that's, that's, those aren't the only ones. Obviously, that's extreme. Those are some extreme people. Yeah. But yeah. Mormonism, when Joseph Smith uh, was in Nauvoo, where he was eventually killed, he was mayor and he ran for president. He, he died. Uh, when he, he died, he jumped out the window of the jail. Um, Brigham Young and other leaders of Mormonism were traveling the country. Um, when you ran for president, people ran for you. So Brigham Young and others were, were doing his campaign while he's serving as mayor and and like general of Nauvoo. Uh, it's, so it's a very a, a civil government connection to Mormonism. Now it's not like that now because they don't really have that option. But initially, that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's not true Christianity. In Christianity, wherever you are, um, the gospel transcends culture, state, all that sort of yep. stuff. So Jeremiah twenty nine: Be faithful to the gospel. Yeah, love, live, and lead. Yeah. Romans 13, I mean, whatever government you are under, and this is what I think is amazing about it, whatever government you are under, you believe God has put that person in the place that they are, and so you submit. Yeah. Except when you are called not to submit. Right, right. So, I mean, this is any type of government. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, th- I, I get so angry with some American Christians these days because we read the Bible and we don't understand they were living under a way worse, more authoritarian, more... I mean, we're talking about Peter, Peter's writing to be submissive to the government, possibly under Nero or under yeah. under these people who this are killing terrible. Christians. Yeah. Paul is writing underneath this. So, and we're looking at these scriptures and we're not willing to obey them, but Paul and Peter were willing to obey them. It's, yeah. it's amazing to me yeah. that we... That yeah. is a problem in America yeah. where uh, we're divided to the point that it doesn't matter what happens in November... Um, take out all the stuff about mail-in votes and corruption, all this. This is to say whoever wins, half the country will not be governed by that individual. Left or right. And we've experienced that the last four years. And I would say the previous eight years with W were close to that. The previous eight years under Clinton were close to that. Uh, So Democrat and Republican, left and right, are guilty of this. The rhetoric keeps getting worse. So, So if Trump wins, you're going to have the left... They're going to riot. They're going to refuse to be governed by the will of, of the populace. If Biden wins, you're going to have the right. Now, the right usually doesn't riot, um, but they're, they're going to refuse to be governed. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That is a real problem. Especially for you as a Christian. 
Yeah. If you're a Christian, whether you're Democrat or Republican, whatever it may be, you are called to live under whoever is elected to a position or they grew up in the right family and become the leader. Right. Whatever it may be, yeah. you're called to be submissive to that government. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because you believe God has given them that authority. Yeah. They don't have authority. God has authority. They've, God has given it to them. And if God has given that authority, their well-being is your well-being. Yeah. So if if the guy, I'll probably vote for either one of them, but if the guy I don't want to win wins, my prayers for him um, do matter mm-hmm. because I want I want all my fellow citizens to do well. Yeah. And if this is what the nation decides under God's sovereign care, then I want him to do well. Yeah. Um, and I should care less about party, though there's there's some importance to it in democracy, in republic, but. I care most about the well-being of my neighbor. Mm-hmm. So I cannot say I love my neighbor and hate uh And want officials. bad, want evil for whoever's yeah. running whatever government. That's true be. of mayors, yeah. governors. Uh, I mean, we're here in Frankfurt. You think that governor election was a bit hot last yeah. year? Yeah. yeah. You know, you know uh, when the pension crisis was really, it was at times difficult here. Yeah. I guess people had strong opinions. After all, you're talking about their retirement. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but then to remind people, you may disagree with this party, that part of this issue, but you are called to pray for them. Yeah. And when you stop praying for someone, you will start to to yeah. um, hate them. Yeah. You know, it's eventually going to end. The, end Absolutely. Up and we Absolutely. gave up prayer a long time ago in this country. Yeah. So let's keep let's keep on going mm-hmm. here. Let's get to the meat here a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> According to the Bible, what do we believe, or what do you believe, Kyle, that the primary role of government is? I think this is an essential question yeah. for us, especially in the world we're living in today. Yeah. What is the what is the government supposed to do according to the Bible? Yeah, and what we've discussed plays in a role of this. So yes. your answer to this. So so if we talk about two different spheres, then then we we affirm that. Then we're going to say the president's easiest one to pick on, but we can pick on any elected official or just government in general. It is not to pastor. Yeah, you know the church. Absolutely. So, so I would say the papacy, where the pope is literally a king of the Vatican. That's why he can come and speak to a joint session of Congress. Yeah, he comes not as a religious leader, but as a political leader. Um, so, so we've already rejected that. So, what is the primary function of of, of the government? That's really what we're fighting over in this country right yes. now. I would say to, to summarize it, it would be uh, I, the mirrors of restraint. And uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be government uh, must regulate and restrain evil and man while promoting the good of society. Mm-hmm. So, so, so if we enter the conversation, so we talk about the forms of government. Which one the Bible says? The problem with the forms of government is it's run by man. Yeah, and and mankind is broken and fallen. Yeah. Um, so, so you have to limit government because, frankly. I don't want my neighbor to have more authority than me. You know, that's that's my simple answer. But so so you the very so so give the government its very basic function to restrain evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're going to have armies, police, judges, lawyers, uh, all of that sort of stuff to to restrain evil, but also to 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 promote good. And so you're going to have ambassadors, you're going to have diplomats. So uh, trade deals, mm-hmm. you know? so, so if you have peace, you're going to promote peace and promote good, that can open the door to mm-hmm. um, economic advancement, which then promotes um, uh, good for, say, the poor. Yeah. Um, and, and the last 
200 years have shown that that work of the government, so fair trade, whether or not you agree with it, that's been the primary, although Trump doesn't hold to fair trade. Yeah. He holds very high to terrorists with nations he doesn't yeah. like. And we can, <laughs> we can talk about that all fair. But, um, um, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Um, trade has been a primary force of getting people out of poverty. Yeah. Um, where where you, we finally connected East and West and all with, with uh, Marco Polo and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, so I would say both. Um, immigration laws. You know, how, how does that function uh, to promote good, restrain evil? Um, and uh, that's a better way of discussing that than saying build a wall yeah. or open borders and stuff. But, but when government thinks, okay, restrain evil, promote good, what does that look like practically yeah. for, for, for everyone? Um, equality, promoting good. Equality is not equity. Yeah. So I don't believe in... Uh, equal outcome is not the yes, same yes. as equality. Uh, I saw, uh, I think it was a Thomas Sowell tweet. It was, so I've got two kids. Those two kids are very different. They're going to have two very different outcomes. Now, I'm not saying one's going to be rich and one's going to be poor. I'm going to say they're going to go two different fields, and one will be richer than the other. One may have a better functioning family than the other. One may be able to have more children than the other. Um, one may be given more opportunities than the other. Right? If I, as a parent with two kids... <laughs> Can't control outcome. Yeah. How can a government with 350 million people control outcome? Yeah. You, you just you can't in a fallen world. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. But we do believe in equality. I'm going to love both kids equally, and I'm going to hold them accountable. I'm going to restrain evil as much as I can in both. Mm-hmm. I'm going to promote good as mm-hmm. much as I can in both. And government has a role in that. Of course, I see the home as the first governments, and then it because of uh, um, expands from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's. Uh, it's an old Christian idea, but anyways, um, yeah, the nuclear family is yeah is a, an idea that's leaving yeah it's it's, it's already left the, the fancy term is subsidiarity yeah. and that is so so you start with the self and then moves to the family and then moves to the community and a key part of the community is the church mm-hmm. so this is why church discipline has been so important particularly in the years of of of, of, of uh, America is that if someone did something bad I'm not talking about murder but um, so Corinthians, I mean, First Corinthians five. Yeah. yeah, they're a drunk and they're abusing their spouse. Now, when you're living in a pioneer country, there's no cops, but you do have the church, and the church says this is unacceptable. We, leaders of this church, are going to protect the victim and and stop the oppression. Um, and then out of that, you get local community, state, federal, and subsidiarity argues that that at the local, more local you get, the more competent it is. The farther away you get from that. The less competent it gets. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe me, just look at how you run your house and how the federal and international governments run their house. Yeah. Right? You may have some debt. Uh, your house, payment, student loans, car. 
It's nothing in terms in terms of GDP and everything else to the national debt. There's yeah. a reason for that. You may have weirdos in your family when you gather for reunion. It's nothing compared to the federal government, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so so I, I, would, so I would say that's the basic function to restrain and to promote. Yeah. The problem is, is that when government fails at that basic function, everything else falls apart. So we can have a conversation about what does promoting good look like in some more specifics um, infrastructure. What is the role of government with that? And how far does it go? Okay, bridges, roads, okay. But how far does it go? Building cones. How far does it go? Um, what about schools? I think we would all agree universal education is good because we believe in equality. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a Christian idea. It comes out of the Reformation. particularly you know, Because if you believe everyone should read the Bible, everyone should be able to read. It's, yeah. it's a very simple concept. Yeah. So okay, but how far does that go with government? So should government be so concerned with uh, equality that they – I'm a homeschool dad, so I really believe in homeschooling. I believe in private school. I believe in vouchers to get your kid out of a public school into a private school or if you want to stay in the public school. What if the government said, no, we're all going to teach the same curriculum the same way? And that's where we've been heading right? under both Republican and Democrat. Some people hold to that. And that's fine. But, but – but when you surrender the basic stuff, this stuff sort of – we get distracted by, by, by this sort of stuff. And we are surrendering the basic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, so the way I understand what you're saying is it's very similar to what I think the Bible says. The primary role of government is to punish evil. Mm-hmm. So if you do something wrong, we punish you. Yeah. Um, and, and promote good. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 so economic yes. advancements, yeah. you know, sort of stuff. And, yeah, they're working for the good. Of the, it's supposed the to be same, working for the good of the people. Yeah, same side of or two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Uh, in restraining evil, you're promoting good. In promoting good, you're restraining evil. Yeah. So when the government, we've, we've we've not been restraining evil. Right. So what we'll do is okay, wear your mask, stay in. So this will get me in trouble. So I'll take the heat. Um, <laughs> all of that sort of stuff. Okay, that's promoting of good. Now, whatever, whatever you think of that, I have my opinion. I'm probably wrong. Um, okay, the government is clearly trying to promote good. But in the same breath, you're going to allow riots in the streets. You're going to condemn the police who use tear gas because it's a non-lethal means. Regardless of what you think of that sort of stuff. But you're not going to condemn thousands of people showing up in, in Main Street of your, of your city with or without masks, because masks can only do so much, because of what you believe to be a racial justice cause. Regardless what you think about racial justice. Mm-hmm. So, so what you have is the government, because they've forgotten the very basics of reality, now the government sees itself as promoting a cause. That's different. Yeah. And so you're going to restrain here, but you're going to promote there. Mm-hmm. And, and the average citizen says, okay, I can get with... You know, you walk through our sanctuary, six feet apart, every other pew is locked off, all that sort of stuff. Okay, I can, I can get with that. But I don't see how the government at the same time can promote this. And and I know it's it makes... It's very hypocritical. Yeah. It's very hypocritical. Yeah. And so when cases are dropping in June and July, and then all this stuff happens, and in the July and August cases go up, and if you then say, is the, if there's correlation, is it causation... Not even make an accusation, just raise it as a possibility because I want to promote the good of my neighbor. Mm-hmm. I'm labeled a racist, not by my neighbor, but by my governments. Yeah. 
And so when we, we've gotten, we, we've, we've let go of the very basic of government, we spend more time talking about health care, student loans, climate change, border walls, um, that stuff. And those things are important for government to, to deal with. But we spend all of our time on these things and less on the more uh, basic justice stuff. Yeah. And that, that's what we've done. So, so when government loses its main purpose, it distorts what that purpose is. So now to promote good is um, um, reparations. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of reparations. Yeah. Well, okay, let's have that conversation. But you are causing harm in allowing these riots but not letting grandma go to the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, that's my point. Yeah. Is, is, and COVID has, has, COVID has revealed a lot of things. It's revealed our, our lack of sticking to the primary purpose of government. Yeah. So we'll, we'll major on the minors and minor on the majors. Yeah. And that's just humans in general. Yeah. Um, that's the church. We do that too. <laughs> right. I, I just, yeah. you, you heard me do First yeah. Corinthians 13. That, that's what yeah. we do. Love is the major. Yeah. Your spiritual gifts are important, but they're, they don't trump love. Yeah. So if, exactly. your, if your spiritual gifts trump love, it's not, you're not exercising spiritual yeah. gifts. So if the government, you know, we're both under the same governor, if he says no public school for six more weeks, that isn't for promoting good. Okay. Uh, but if he at the same time says, but we're going to keep abortion clinics open for the next six weeks, which he has done, well, then I start to wonder, is the government promoting good? In restraining evil, yeah, and that's when you have problems. Yeah. You know, we we both. I mean, we we can agree. The government's primary role, we've lost that focus, mm-hmm. and so, and this is John MacArthur's main argument in California. Yeah, no matter what, what you feel about John MacArthur, yeah, his main argument is you're overstepping your bounds. Your primary, you're, you're forgetting your primary role. Yeah. So MacArthur shut down his church. Mm-hmm. We did because he thought it was good. Because yeah. he sees the government's role to yeah. promote good yeah. and to restrain evil. And pandemic is evil, although it's, it's all more I get it. But in, in one sense, it's reflection of the fallen world and it's evil. Okay. I'm a moral. We did that here. We did. We tried everything here to best for our best. I'm still doing the daily devotions because a lot of our people don't get out. Awesome. Good. We still do online. But MacArthur's looking around. And we've had the same conversation here. It's part of the reason why we are meeting in person. Why is it the government is promoting things without the same restrictions? Mm-hmm. And, and and then you start thinking, are we being targeted? In fact, uh, the governor, before he shut down, early on, before he shut down other things, he started with churches. And he started to promote the idea that these this is being spread by churches. And, and here I am thinking, I'm going out of my way to minister to We're doing everything that you're... you're- as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You want us okay. to do? Yeah. And you keep hearing... So the New York Times article in New York was... Okay, so let's say... Just, I'm just going to use simple numbers. There's a thousand cases, and twenty of them you can trace to a church. Okay, but the whole story is is how churches are causing the spread of coronavirus. And you look at the numbers in the article, you're thinking one doesn't yeah. apply to the other here. Maybe you can say uh, broad uh, meetings are causing this, including churches. I would agree with that. We've told people when you come here, you are taking some risk. I get that. Um, but to say then churches are one cause it, now you feel like you're not promoting the good. And I think that's what churches do. Mm-hmm. Imperfectly, mm-hmm. it's what we do. And so when you're not promoting the good, you're not restraining evil. Yeah. Like looting in the street. So why is it that the government isn't stopping uh, and, and, and really making it clear they will not tolerate? You're going to burn down this building like in Chicago and there's an African-American business owner in there. He and his family die. That's a problem. Yeah. And the government has a role in restraining that. And that's their primary role. Yes. That's, yes. That's your primary role. That's why... According to, to, according to Scripture. Right. That's, that's your primary why role. Mob violence is unacceptable. Uh, rioting and looting. I'm not saying protesting. Yeah. Those are two different terms that have two different, very yeah. different meanings. Absolutely. I know you can't use nuance in postmodern society. But rioting and looting <laughs> are not, not acceptable. Christians are never to riot. They're never to loot. Peaceful protests, room for that. I think Martin Luther King Jr. is a good model for that. Yeah. But, but so when the government loses the moral uh, ability to do the obvious things, it gets to distract these lesser things. So take health care, okay? So if I believed health care should stay a private institution, but I would even go farther to say that we need to deal with price gouging. So you should not go to the hospital and the Tylenol cost $10,000, but you can go to Walmart and it costs 10 cents, okay? Okay. That's a, that's a conversation. What role does government have in that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't know. Okay, let's have a conversation. Maybe you think the solution is government regulates all of it and takes over all of it. Okay. All right. But now the argument is if you don't hold to universal health care, you're a bigot. You hate poor people. Yeah. So now we've used a moral argument for what should be a moral argument. And the reason we use that as a moral argument is because we've forgotten the main things mm-hmm. and we've moralized these more minor things. Yeah. Student loans, the same thing. Yeah. Uh, all these and we And we've, and especially as Christians, what we've done is. I shouldn't say especially as Christians, but some Christians have, we've tried to force church things, mm-hmm. what the church should be doing, mm-hmm. onto the government. Right. And then vice versa. The government's tried to force, you know, yeah. we've we've brought in governmental regulations and government stuff into the church. Yeah. And we, we've we've not maintained the separate realms yeah. very well. So politics comes by means, yeah. or, or evangelism comes by means of politics. Yeah. So how many Christians, if, if they spend as much time praying for their nation, evangelizing their, their neighbor... With the true and one gospel, as much time as they do posting memes and, and videos of their favorite guy online, 
and trying to convince people how why they should vote for Trump or Biden or Bashir or Bevin or whatever. What if we spent more time doing the spiritual stuff? Mm-hmm. We'd be better off. Yeah. Well, I was talking to a, a, a deacon of a church I used to used to serve at, and he says, you know, we've really made a mistake. We've gotten so caught up in politics, we forgot the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Sure. So, so you, you've let your neighbor go to hell, but if he was voting for your guy, the way I like to illustrate it, I went to uh, Salt Lake City. We went to the par- partner with some church planners there. And I came back and I said, Utah is among the whole world one of the most unreached people groups. But you don't know that because they vote Republican. Yeah. It never crossed your mind that there was a yeah. huge mission field there. Yeah. That that the it's like under one percent that are evangelical. Yeah. Um a lot of your strong Islamic nations are more than that. Um but we don't think about it because it's one of the reddest states in the country. Yeah. We need more Jesus here in Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. So I think we can say the prime biblically the primary role of government is like you're saying to to punish evil. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do something wrong, you're going to experience the wrath yeah. uh, of the government. Mm-hmm. That's what Paul says in Romans 13. That's why he says, as a Christian, you submit to the government. It should be pretty easy for you to submit to government because you want to do good and promote good and... You don't want to do evil, yeah. And the, so you're not going to experience the wrath. And the laws of God are deeper than the laws of man. So it isn't murder's bad. It's that angry yeah. being angry at your angry at your neighbor is yeah. bad. Well, if you're focused on your anger, you're not going to, have to worry about murder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's the yeah. basic. But, but but government has a role in dealing with murderers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I, there's a lot of Christians who. You know, you can argue about capital punishment, all those different type of things. Mm-hmm. But the primary role of government is if somebody does something wrong to punish them. Yeah, I did a uh, panel discussion uh, for uh, oh, one of the primary roles from Harvard, uh, Harvard uh, Kennedy School of, uh, in Harvard uh, on politics and, and religion. You know, and uh, afterwards we, we had dinner with them, and uh, it was me with with a bunch of Bernie Bros and girls. I mean, it, it was I, I was outnumbered, and I remember saying to them, "This is something like." Uh, Prison reform, uh, criminal justice—that's an area I think liberals and conservatives could talk about. Um, but I said the problem is, is that we can't talk about it uh, because we're—it's not that we're coming from two different perspectives; is that we're worshiping two different gods, and and so we're not having a, a real conversation. Like I would take it from more of a restraint issue, uh, but because they have a very different view of God and man and all this sort of stuff, they're coming from a very different perspective, and so. On the right, you've got punish, 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 and too often probably in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. On the other side, you're, you're like liberate, 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 too far. Yeah. So here's an issue that we can agree with that the government has a role in. Yeah. But because we've lost what the main purpose of government is and the role of the community, we can't really have yeah. real reform. And I think prison reform mm-hmm. is not. It's a good discussion, like because mm-hmm. as a Christian, I believe that if somebody. And I think this is what the Bible teaches. If somebody did something wrong, they deserve to be punished. And part of that punishment is possibly to go to prison. Mm-hmm. But I go visit prisons because I love the sure. people who are in there. Yeah. And I and I advocate for guards to treat those people in there as yeah. human beings. But mm-hmm. if they do something wrong, they punish them even in there. Yeah. And off, too often what we're doing is if, if we're, people are in prisons, they're not being treated as human beings. Mm-hmm. And we're just we're – just they're being punished already. Mm-hmm. We don't have to overextend the punishment right. while they're in there. So that's a great topic that we could yeah. definitely discuss. And, and society thinks of prison as, okay, they're not my problem anymore. Yeah. And then you add COVID, and now it's, oh, you pastors can't go minister to them. Yeah. 
Uh, same way with hospitals. Yeah. And so, so instead of promoting the good, you're, 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 you're. Yeah, I'm not able to go in any prisons anymore. I, yeah, I went to prisons all across the country. Mm-hmm. I, I go there every year. I go to yeah. Florida for a week to go into prisons. Mm-hmm. I, in Kentucky, I go into five or six prisons a year. Yeah. And minister, not able to do that. So. I've made one hospital visit because the lady was dying. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a discussion we could have, uh, and we should have, but. But Anyways. if you're not promoting the good in a simple yeah. way, and then you're over here with the riots and looting, and you're, you're you're not restraining evil, and then then what is a citizen to do? Yes. And, it, and it gets worse and worse and yes. worse. So I feel like I can't talk about healthcare reform, student loan reform, education reform. You know, government loves the reforms, uh, but we forget the reforming the, the the reforming that was reformed that was reformed. It's a problem of government. Um, and so now I question. Okay, what's really mo- motivating this yeah. over here? And yeah. then, then you're going to do the problem with government is power, and the problem with democracy is power. Um, and now I'm being restrained, and what I want is good. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's a problem. But yeah. you're going to get that in a fallen world. Yeah, we're definitely, I think, I think that we're missing the primary role of government, and, yeah. uh, and Christians are doing the same thing. Yeah. And so this kind of leads into the, the fourth question that we had In what ways do we try to make the government act like the church? I, I really see this as a as a big problem. Yeah. Um, among evangelicals, mm-hmm. among um, among Christians, that we we want the government to do what the church should be doing, mm-hmm. and this is a real, this is a problem. What ways yeah. do you see that? Yeah. So I would say let's let's define church in broad terms. Okay. Yeah. So a church would basically be uh, a fellowship of believers who have uh, been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Right. It's just the local and in the global church. Mm-hmm. Um, so the so the church shares a common identity, a common faith, and a common vision. Okay? So so we, we 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 meet the part we part to meet. So so we um, we we gather to worship, and we leave to 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 gather more to worship. Mm-hmm. Very very basic principle. Um, and out of that shared vision comes our humanitarian work. Why is it that we help the poor? is isn't because helping the poor saves people, but because we say we help the poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we see ourselves in our own spiritual poverty, it, kingdom building sort of stuff, fighting for justice, all that sort of stuff. So so the church really defines our role in society, who we are, all that sort of stuff. One of the great lies of secularism is that politics is a type of religion. Now, it's an idol. Yeah. But if, you, if it helps to think of it as a religion, I, I would say maybe the one thing I, I hope people get out of this is if you would view secularism as a religion— Everything would make sense. Everything about it. Um, it's why we are so seething and anger and rage so much over things that we should be able to have a friendly conversation. Healthcare, prison reform, whatever it is. Um, so when God is disavowed in a society, someone, something has to take that void. Um, and it's always going to be government. Always. It's not going to be mom and dad. It's going to be king or Mr. President. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have that. Because you are going to place your ultimate value and meaning in something above you. And, and if you've stripped God of that, government will take the place of that. And, and so now everything you eat, everything you drink, everything you watch, everything you wear isn't just regulated by government like in a theocracy. Now it's a statement about government. Mm-hmm. So um, if you listen to Kanye West 10 years ago... You were saying something. If you listen to Kanye West now, you're saying something. Um, if you wear this company, you're probably not going to wear that company. If you eat this food, it's probably because you're not going to eat that food. 
Everything is a political statement now. So if the church is a place of common vision, common calling, common savior, government becomes that. And then it trickle, trickles down. So um, the, the clothes I wear, um, if you see a guy driving a truck, okay, just driving a truck, it's a political statement now. Studies show that um, truck drivers, um, you got you a good pickup, especially if it's a diesel. Um, it's like upper 90% um, vote Republican. Mm-hmm. If you drive an electric car or, or a hybrid or something, uh, in the 90s, you vote Democrat. You, you have you've made a political statement. If, if, if you go in someone's home and they're telling you how they're saving energy, you know everything about them. If you go into someone's home and, and they're, they're showing you the, the deer heads on the wall, you know, you, you know their, their, their political statements. Everything we do is now politicized. Uh, so the government, for many, has become a type of church on both sides. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, I mean, so, so on the left, if think about what happened if someone on the left would praise Trump. For example, I think what President Trump, this is me, you're free to disagree. I think what President Trump has done in the Middle East recently with Israel and the United Arab Emirates. That's an incredible thing he's done. Mm-hmm. I think what he what he almost did with North Korea and South Korea, the fact that they went to each other's nations, incredible accomplishment of foreign policy from a guy who knows nothing about foreign policy. Yeah, right. I think you should be able to. A say, lot of people are saying he should win the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, yeah. His predecessor Obama won, be, won the Nobel Peace Prize. He won because he was elected president, and, and that's not me being critical of Obama. Obama said, I, I don't know why I got this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and it was obvious to everybody. Now. Because he was, he was a, a person of great hope. And I would say as an American, I had a lot of hope in President Obama for, for racial uh, uh, justice issues. It didn't work out for predictable reasons, yeah. I think. But, um, so I, I think a liberal should be able to say, you've really got three presidents who have accomplished something significant in the Middle East. Jimmy Carter, uh, Bill Clinton, and Donald Trump. Of those three, I think you're going to look at Jimmy Carter in, in the 70s and Donald Trump. If Carter got Egypt involved, Donald Trump's got United Arab Emirates. Right? So I would think, because I believe in the promoting of peace, the promoting of the good. Mm-hmm. At the same time, what do you think? What you think? How many conservatives, Republicans, will not just cringe when they read a Trump tweet or watch an interview or debate performance, but will openly condemn some of his rhetoric and character? One of my favorite examples of this is of Jerry Falwell Jr. I'm not a fan of his. I'm glad Liberty's finally doing something about yeah. him. And in the 2016 election, there's a picture of Falwell with Donald Trump. In the background is the cover of a Playboy magazine that Trump was on the cover of. Here's a guy who is all about the moral majority, just like his daddy, supporting a guy who has a very checkered past. Mm-hmm. And in the picture where you're trying to get Christians to support him is a Playboy magazine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So why why can't why can't it be both that you can celebrate the good and condemn the bad? That's the prophetic voice of Christianity that we've lost because we've turned politics and the government into a church. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong. It's it's awful. And when the church loses its prophetic voice, the gospel loses its power and influence. Yeah. So now we're just not willing to call it sin anymore. I mean, honestly, no. Yeah. And part of that is because our churches are, are too big. Yeah. Budget budget's too big. Look, I, I'm a full time pastor. I kind of need a certain budget here, frankly. But am I willing to be fired? 
Yeah. Am I willing to lose a budget on, on integrity issues? I better be, otherwise I need to leave the ministry. Yeah. But too many guys, they want their retirements. And too many Christians, they, 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 they want their children to live a life they didn't live. And, and if that means compromising here and there, then so be it. That's never been the case with Christianity. certainly isn't with the gospel. But now Christianity is confused with Republican politics. And guess who represents the Republican Party? One of the most immoral people that's ever been president. Mm-hmm. Now, that'll get me in trouble with people. But it's a fact. It's true. Yeah. I mean, Obama I'm had great... I'm not a fan of Obama, but... I'm but, not a fan of either. But. He had more morals than uh, yeah, Trump. absolutely agree. I, I remember talking to someone in, in 2016. I told him I didn't vote for Trump, didn't vote for, for Hillary. Okay? I voted for, for a third-party person I knew would lose. Um, that was important to me at the time. And uh, I told a... Uh, uh, someone, we used to go to the same church when I, when I ministered there. And I said, well, I didn't vote for Trump. And the look on their face, this count has changed. And they said, you didn't vote for Hillary, did you? You know, it just, just was aghast. How could a Christian ever vote for Hillary? So no. Why, why do you assume if you didn't vote for one, you voted for the other? Mm-hmm. I said, you remember 20 years ago, I was, I was a teenager. Christians all gathered about an impeachment of a president who had violated his marriage vows and then lied about it. 20 years later, we're going to vote for someone who's done that and more. Yeah. I want to be, I want to retain a prophetic voice. Yeah. And if it means... I didn't vote for either yeah. in 2016. I, I just... And you know, and, uh, but I didn't vote for third. I just did. I just, honestly, I just chose not to vote because yeah. I didn't feel like I had a vote. Doug Wilson, that had a, he had a good line. He said, when you're given these choices, the best thing you, you do is go to your, your attic, find the nicest number two pencil you can find and write in your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. He just, yeah. it's, it's a good story. He builds it up. And so, stuff. in other... I do think that secularism... And even postmodernism feels, and you know, it definitely plays a part in everything that we're seeing going yeah. on. That we have made the the polis of the politics mm-hmm. that we've made that another type of religious yeah. institution. What I what I, I I do think that Christians have also we've put stuff that the church should be doing onto yeah. the government. That was the point I was going to make. Take something like poverty. Exactly. Whose job is it? Poverty is a perfect example. We as Christians, instead of doing this work ourselves, mm-hmm. we want the government to do this work for us. Mm-hmm. That is a problem. Mm-hmm. It's a problem twofold, in my opinion. It's a problem because that's not the government's role, right. number one. Number two, it's a problem because you lose your gospel message, at least part of the gospel message of, I love you and mm-hmm. I care for you, and you lose that when you put that on the government. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying the government cares for you, yeah. and the government loves you more than we do. Mm-hmm. That is not the way that it should be. Poverty should be taken care of in a local community by the church. Mm-hmm. This is this is exactly what the church did, yeah. and yet we want to force that issue and we want to push it on the government. Mm-hmm. That is a problem. Yeah. And we're, we're doing. We're trying to ask the government to do what the church should do. After that, orphan care, racial yeah. justice, all of that. Yeah. Um, when the government takes over, it takes over the wrong way. Yeah. Always doesn't matter the form of government. So, so the only way government can take care of poverty is to give people free money. And studies show it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Yeah. Um, so right churches now, do that too, though. <laughs> we just give sure. people stuff. Yeah. 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 But if if you have a strong community where everyone knows everyone, you can't do that in cities. I get it. Um, but at the local level where everyone knows everyone, then you know this person is unwilling to take care of their family. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. And, and we need to hold them accountable to that. Yeah. So we will see to it that your children are eating and whatnot. But 
um, we're going to go out of our way um, to, to help you in this regard. Look, I've had to do that as a pastor. Yeah. Look, we, we, we've gotten you hotels. We, we, we've helped you with rent. We've helped you with electric. We've helped you with all this sort of stuff. And this I've, is the last time we're doing it. You know, essentially, I've, I've given you applications to the positions, yeah. and, and I and I have a personal relationship with with these business owners. And they'd hire you right now, yeah. and nothing. They'll just yeah. go go to the next church. Yeah, uh, and I'm not condemning those churches, um, but when the system um, promotes it, and I do, I I think there is some room for government to to have a a basic net. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Because I've been in the situation where, um, you know, health care and family enforcement cost you $1,200. How many people can afford that? Private health care. You know? So there may need to be something like that. A place to fall. Where that comes from, we, we can discuss. But something like race. Government's going to get that wrong. Because the government will punish everyone. Assuming. So, so let's say there is a systemic problem. Okay, well, now you're going to punish people who may not be involved, who are not contributing to that, you know. So the problem isn't bad cops, it's all cops. So you're going to defund the police in the name of racial justice. Well, guess who gets, guess who suffers the most when you don't have police? It's inner cities where the most violence are. Yeah. And there's no one to call. So the government never has the right answer for stuff that the church ought to be taking care of. Mm. Uh, so if the church was a prophetic voice, not a, not a, not a, uh, political voice, then you should be able to step in the hard streets of Chicago, Detroit, and Baltimore, and all that. You should be able to uh, do you, your food pantries and all that. So we, we contribute to the food pantry here. What about education? The church should be involved in education. Mm-hmm. Hospitals. Like, every hospital is named after a saint, essentially. Yeah. Or some, yeah. you know, Baptist health or something like that. There's a reason for that. But now the government's taken over. Yeah. And honestly, education was a Christian... You know, I'm not saying it was first a Christian idea, but the Christians expanded education. Yeah, particularly for the poor. Yeah. 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 So I think we're push, we're pushing stuff the church should be doing onto the government, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we're saying, when you do that, you lose your prophetic, your prophetic voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose the, the ability um, for the gospel to penetrate. Because none of us are saying that feeding people is the gospel. Right. That's not what we're saying. Um, but 
when I feed people, it allows me to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. It is a part of the ministry of the church. Mm-hmm. This is what we are called to do. Yeah. And uh, the Bible will often take the basic physical stuff and apply it spiritual. So the redeeming of slaves becomes a picture of redemption in general. Yeah. Um, the, the healing of the blind man becomes a picture of seeing Christ. You know, that's Jesus' miracles. So helping the poor reminds us of our own poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that that sort of stuff. So so taking care of the sick reminds us of our own spiritual sickness. Um, but, but because we believe in the soul, we believe in the spiritual realm, uh, it helps us understand the physical realm. The government doesn't see things through the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. It's only the physical. Yeah. So... Um, so okay, so so you you you're disabled, or your your you know your 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 habits don't allow you to keep a job. Here is enough money to get you through. Yeah, and eventually that creates a cycle that lasts for generations. Yeah, and so you're you're, you're going to have a baby out of wedlock. Um, yes, you love the child, but you also love the check that you can no longer get from mom and dad. That's a problem, and that is not promoting good. Yeah. And so government has overstepped its balance yeah. there. Um, but if you have a strong faith in something greater than government, there could be accountability so that the good could be promoted. Yeah. And that child of a single mother uh, would be adopted into a whole family of believers who will love that child and help the mother. Yeah. It's a much better system. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. I, I think as you know, if pastors are listening to this or, or local church leaders are listening to this, you should be calling on your church to do some of that local ministry, like feeding, mm-hmm. and, and not pushing it into the government realm. Yeah. You should be doing that in your community. Yeah. Um, that's what you're called to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for sure. And I think, you know, we, we've done that with a lot of a lot of stuff and just try to push it into the government realm and, and we, we need to keep it within the church and do that ourselves. Um, so, all right, last question. How should a government, that maybe should be worded that way, how should a government speak, or how should a Christian speak out against government, serve in government, those type of things? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about those? I'm going to start with serving in government. Uh, I do think there's a role in it because I'm in Frankfurt. Yeah. Over half our members are active or retired yeah. state workers. Um, if you want a biblical defense of it, John the Baptist, uh, when the soldiers come, um, and they want to repent. They said, what does repentance look like? He doesn't say give up the military. Yeah. Uh, and the military is a violent place. Yeah. Um, Paul makes tents, and his primary um, uh, customer would have been a Roman soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here he is contributing to a system of violence. You know, now, Probably more violent than what our military is now. Yes, sure. yes, so, yes. Very, just a FYI. I mean, don't forget that, that when Spartacus happened, yeah. it's like, like 20 miles you have... On both sides of the road, slaves being crucified. Yeah, uh, I mean, he, he just—I can't fathom that that world. Yeah, I really can't. Um, but Paul understands that the government has a role with the military. Um, so, so I would say serving. Look, I, I had a young man want to go military. He was having some some questions of, and I said, "Look, someone's got to pull the trigger. If you want to defend your neighbor, someone's got to pull the trigger. Okay. Uh, if you want to be a cop, someone's got to pull the trigger. Who do we want doing this?" So looks in government someone's got to speak to the speaker of the house who do you want doing this I think people of faith should mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy it doesn't mean that your, your conscience isn't, isn't going to just rob you uh, but it does mean that I believe the gospel speaks in every situation and Christians have a role in, in government 
doesn't mean you go into government and try to save people through government. I don't believe that at all. Uh, but it does mean that um, if there is a restraint of evil and a promotion of good, well, Christianity does in the, at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Um, so I do believe in, in serving. And if they serve in government, I think that I pray they have a the right biblical mindset of what government is for. Yeah, and what is not for. Yes. So you mentioned Daniel earlier. Um, Jonathan is the main character in First Samuel twenty. He is he is involved in government that is corrupt and incompetent. But yet, I got four sermons in it, and it's all about his character. He he exercises courage even against his father, love for David, uh, integrity, and that he won't give in to his father and and and, and, and um, you know change his morality based on what is convenient for him. He he'll give up being crown prince for his integrity, and then long suffering. He just knows when things aren't the way they should be or could be, but he's going to stick with it and do the right thing to to the very end. And that's what we need. We need a lot of Jonathans and Daniels and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's and others in uh, in government. Uh, Paul mentions in Philippians that there are those of Caesar's household in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I do believe there is a role for serving. Um, but our ultimate uh, Lord isn't Caesar. It's Jesus. Jesus is Lord, not Caesar. Uh, the other question is, what about um, speaking against government? What about resistance? Well, the Bible's full of plenty of examples. Yeah. Uh, so, so it comes down to when government tells you to do something you shouldn't do, you resist. So that is Daniel. Yeah, we will not bow down. Yeah. Even chapter if we were to die, yeah. we're not going to bow down. Or chapter one, we're not going to eat this food. Yes. Um, if government tells you not to do something, you should do. You you, you still don't do it, and that is uh, the apostles and Acts. Um, yeah. don't, I, don't share the gospel. Well, we, I'm going to still still share the gospel. Yeah, yeah. We must obey God rather than man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, we, we mentioned John the Baptist, the Herod, you know, um, or... Uh, yeah, we call out sin. Yeah, yeah. And we should be doing that. So, so, so there is a, there's a row of, of resistance. Now, we believe in peaceful protests. So I've done things here. Um, well, I'm, I'll, I'll just be open with you. The governor recommended churches shut down for two more weeks uh, about a month ago. I was contacted about that. Um, there was rumors of it early on. And um, someone in our convention uh, was asked about it, and, and, you know. But the governor never contacted the KBC. He contacted a, a different organization, churches, a more liberal. And um, I told this friend of mine, we were having a conversation about it. And I said, "Look, we're not going to do it." And some of it is because of of the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. You are restraining good, and you're promoting evil, and we are not going to we're not going to participate in that. So. I did not stand up that first Sunday. We were supposed to be closed, recommended to be closed. I did not stand up and say, hey, guys, aren't you glad how strong we are, how cool we are? We're fighting the man, anything like that. We just worshiped. Yeah. We just quietly went about our business, love Jesus. Yeah. That is where we should begin. Um, it may eventually lead to peaceful protests yeah. in the streets, locking in arms, you know, after COVID. You know? <laughs> but it may come to something like that. It may involve... While on trial, we're condemned and, and saying, look, I will go to prison, but you will not shut me up. You cannot control my thoughts or my yeah. speech. You know, um, And Baptists and just Christians in general have a great history of that. My yeah. ancestor went to prison. They moved to Kentucky in 1781 because they got tired of being arrested by uh, Anglican state, Virginia. And that's why they, they landed here. why I live in Kentucky now. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a place for that. They would stand at their trial and say... I will keep preaching, and you will not stop me. Yeah, so, so there is a role to speak against government. 
But when you speak against government, it has to be bigger than parties. Yeah. If all you're doing is speaking against the Democrat Party, are you really prophetic? Yes. I mean, the Senate Majority Leader will do that. Yeah. If all you're doing is speaking against the Republican Party, the Speaker of the House will do that for you. Yeah. But if you're speaking against tyranny, speaking against immorality, yeah. you don't care the label. Absolutely agree. 100%. So again, you should be able to say Trump, bravo, and this is wrong. Yes. Because it doesn't matter the face, the person, or the party. Yes. Uh, uh, and that's that's what John, uh, um, John the Baptist did. Yeah. This is wrong. Yeah. He did it in a peaceful way. If something's wrong, it's wrong for everybody. Yes. Like, this is simple. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So the term martyr comes from um, the Greek word for testify, bear witness. Yeah. And we use the word martyr in English because the early Christians testified yeah. by shedding blood, yeah. their own blood. And they understood if the government can murder our Savior— why would we expect anything different from us? Luther has a good quote. He says, they gave our Lord a crown of thorns. Why do we expect a crown of roses? Yeah. And although we pray for, for our, our leaders and we hope that didn't happen, but we recognize it very well could be. Yeah. And we will resist. We will do so promoting peace, but we cannot lose our prophetic voice. Yeah. I, I personally, you know, I think the mask issue is a good good issue just to kind of end on. Mm-hmm. For, for me... Whatever your thoughts are on a, on a mask, how should a Christian handle it? Mm-hmm. If I'm going into Walmart and the government order is for me to wear a mask, I should wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> that's not because you agree with it. Mm-hmm. It's because that's what you're called to do according to the book of Romans, according to all of Scripture. Mm-hmm. That, that law is not asking you to break anything that God has asked you to break. So if I go into Walmart, I wear my mask. Now, does that mean I shouldn't speak out against it and say this is stupid mm-hmm. or this this thing doesn't even work mm-hmm. the data doesn't support it whatever it may be yeah. absolutely so you can wear a mask and speak against a mask at the same time yeah. and that's what you're called to do mm-hmm. so uh, I think that Christians need to get that through their minds that I I am underneath this authority mm-hmm. that God has granted this person yeah. whether I like them or not they're in this position and if I believe in a sovereign God, mm-hmm. that whether the person is elected through the free will decisions of human beings mm-hmm. voting or not, mm-hmm. if I believe in a sovereign God, he's given this person authority. They're saying this. It doesn't break anything that I'm, you know, there are times when I'm allowed to break the laws or go against government. If it doesn't do any of that, then I obey it. Yeah. I can speak out against it, but I obey it. Yeah. Perfect example. How many people think Christians are racist? Okay, just just in general. Like, if you're if you're a white Christian, you must be racist. That's the message we're getting in the culture. And instead of addressing that as Christians, we're fighting masks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't wear. I'm not wearing a mask now. Neither one of us is. Yeah. But if I were to go to Kroger right across the street here, yes, I've got a mask here in the office yeah. so that those who do want to wear a mask, I'll have it on. Our Sunday evening services mask. When I go there, I've got one in my car. I'll put it on yeah. so that I always have a mask on. Yeah. Why? Because being prophetic does not mean being a jerk, yeah. <laughs> right? Refuse to be politically correct is not a license to be a jerk. Yeah. And when you fight over these stupid things, you lose the ability to speak to things that are a matter of truth and justice, yeah. and right and wrong. Absolutely. And and it's a well because we've taken our eyes off Jesus, we've got our eyes on government, and every little thing government does has to do with your liberty, your religion, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the mask issue is a perfect issue mm-hmm. to look at it from a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. I wear it. Mm-hmm. I can speak out against it and say it's wrong, mm-hmm. whatever. But I wear it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that person's in authority, right? And this doesn't violate any of God's commands for me as a Christian. Yeah. Simple. We need to look at every issue that way yeah. through a biblical worldview. And I like the. I think people have lost the idea of a worldview. Yeah. I look at everything through a biblical lens. Everything. Mm-hmm. This is a part of my worldview. How I how I view every single aspect of my life mm-hmm. and of the world. I view it through through a biblical lens. Yeah. Yeah. We please do that from the very beginning. We we said something like mass is a Christian liberty issue, but. Submitting a government is not a Christian liberty issue, you know. So long as it doesn't violate, you know, yeah. the things we talk about. Submitting government is what you are commanded to do by God. Yes. So there isn't a mass mandate for for our church. Okay, we recommend it, you know, but most of our people won't on Sunday mornings, you know. But we also recognize a lot of people aren't going to come unless everybody is. So we have a mask only. Uh, you have to wear a mask to come on Sunday nights. Yeah. You know, that keeps some people out. So I've, I've tried to be, we've got some churches who are, you have to wear a mask or you don't love your neighbor. And other churches, if you wear your mask, then you don't have faith. And I'm sitting here thinking, this is a liberty issue. I want to listen to what yeah. the government and medical officials, because I don't have that authority. I don't have that, that, that influence. I don't have the, the know-how. Um, so we're going to make this Christian liberty. A lot of people will come in here wearing masks. A lot of people won't. Why are we making this the issue that defines our faith? Yeah. Yeah, it's silly. It bothers me more that a Hispanic church that believes everything we believe doesn't want to be part of our association, our convention, state or national convention, because they confuse us with Trumpism, build a wall, that sort of stuff. That bothers me more than talking like this behind a mask in Walmart. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But when government becomes God, yeah, you, you're, you're going to major on the minors, minor on the majors. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Anything you want to end with? Well, I think we'll be in enough trouble as it is. Yeah. <laughs> so we may have to plan our own church after yeah. we get fired by our respective ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think for, for this is a good conversation because we're living in a time where, as Kyle has said multiple multiple times in this whole podcast, we've made government a religion. Mm-hmm. We've We've lost uh, some of our, our biblical worldview. We've lost it. We've lost some of the things we're called to do as the church. We've put them on government. And we're seeing the ramifications of that right now. And I think that COVID has definitely inflated that mm-hmm. that tension. But um, we need to look at everything through a biblical worldview. And we need to recognize the government is not the church. The church has its role, what it's supposed to do. There are separate realms uh, that these two operate in. Let's stop trying to make the government the church, and let's stop trying to make the church the government, mm-hmm. and let's yeah, let's live the live the life that God has called us to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Romans thirteen is perfect. Let's just I just want to read Romans thirteen one through seven, and we'll end there. Uh, and think about this for a second as we read now this. There's so many people misuse the, these this chapter. In these verses, but just read Romans 13, 1 through 7. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. 
For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. The reason why we listen to government authorities when they don't violate a biblical command for us or command us to do something that we're not supposed to do is because we believe God is pointing there. And we're in subjection ultimately because we're in subjection to God, not the government authority. That's what God has called us to do. And then 1 Timothy 2, pray for your leaders. Pray for the king. Pray for the president. No matter whether you like him or not, pray for him. If Joe Biden wins in November, pray for him. All this is true. And then call out, be prophetic, call out immorality when you see it and speak to both sides of that issue. So that's kind of how I would end. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's really good. Thanks, Kyle, for joining me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this con- you know, today's conversation. Um, once again, this, po- this podcast is all about let's, let's put the Bible in the center. Let's think about it. Let's gather around it. Let's talk about it. Uh, that's why it's called Around the Bible. Yeah. All right. So thanks for joining us. Listen to the conversation. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 